Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast, and John and I are going to get to the uh, chit-chat here in just a little bit, but as always, I wanted to give a shout-out to a few indie games that I have just been enjoying the crap out of lately, Uh, and actually, yeah, just before firing up the recording here, I was playing some Super Mambo Quest, which is in that same vein that uh, Beard Blade was that I highlighted on the last Save It for the Cast. It's like that 16-bit, even a little bit, you know, beyond the the typical kind of Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis graphical capabilities but definitely kind of drawing from that era and like this game has some of the most fluid platforming controls I have come across in a long time and it's very much an emphasis on like the arcade uh, action platforming but at the same time it's got a layer of exploration where the the map is all interconnected and you're going around and uh, basically getting a mambo combo by like destroying all the enemies in any given zone like every screen or every like chunk of the map if, if like you're looking at a room in a metroidvania map that's like what they consider a level in this game and the way that it's all split up and broken out it's just it's so fantastic and again like the you have a double jump a dash I haven't even gotten to the point like in the trailers and stuff I've seen like there's at least four or five different abilities and some just like huge massive looking boss battles that I've only done some like mini bosses Um, but even like the mambo combo like where you're trying to keep that combo meter up to get your combo coins like those are what you use to spend and unlock new abilities and power-ups it's just it's got so much going on but it's so focused and so more importantly than anything when it comes to a platformer I mean the controls are just airtight Um, I really cannot recommend this game highly enough it's one of the best games I've played this year without question I I I really am loving it I mean I really was loving Beardblade but this is like a cut above uh, really any kind of action retro inspired platformer I've played in a long time Um, and that's not to say I mean there's so many great ones but this one really stands out as being uh you know, just really special. Um, And I did want to also highlight another awesome free-to-play game called uh, Tiny Crate. And this is one that I strongly anticipate featuring in our uh, indie game book club where we, uh, the PP Potpourri, where we've been featuring uh, five pay-what-you-want or free-to-play games every week on Itch.io. And this game is called, yeah, Tiny Crate. And it's just got such an awesome uh, sense of style. Like it was originally uh, started development on the Pico 8 Fantasy Console, which is like a a retro kind of fake fantasy console essentially uh, 8-bit and then they kind of decided to expand on that and I don't know what engine they ended up using to finish development but they definitely kind of expanded the scope it's uh, it's in widescreen and everything like that and the pixel art is just really really like bold and stylish like it almost looks like that play ski or like that text mode art I don't know enough about that stuff but it definitely kind of looks in that style, I don't know if that's what they use, but it, it's just so where it, you're almost like using like a font essentially to create the the assets. And I, again, I don't know enough about that text mode art, but it's really impressive the way this game looks and how slick it is. And a lot of people, when I was like posting some clips about it, were saying, oh, it kind of reminds me of like the Mario versus Donkey Kong games, uh, which is perfect because uh, Randall and I are going to be talking about some Game Boy Mario and Wario and Donkey Kong stuff on the uh, podcast coming up soon here. But uh, yeah, this game was just like a nice short and sweet uh the developers harmony honey who has a few other projects that they're either currently working on or in the process of uh 
either are already done that you can play now or yeah, in the process of, of being developed. But I'm, I'm really, really into the tiny crate. It's just an awesome little puzzle platformer that you're essentially just like, you just have the ability to jump and then pick up these crates and throw them around. So you're like picking up a crate and tossing it on top of like a, a spike pit that it or, or stacking them up like a staircase and pushing them around so you can climb up to the top of the, the level. And it's all like those, uh, you know, it's your, t- uh, there is a little bit of scrolling, but it's mostly like a single screen, you know, arcade very much in that same vein of like the old school uh, Donkey Kong arcade games or the, you know, Donkey Kong 94 on Game Boy, which again, Randall and I are going to be talking about soon on the podcast here. Uh, but yeah, and that, I just I, I rave about those kind of games all the time on the podcast and this one's no exception and it's free to play. It's crazy, like the level of polish with this game uh, in the controls and just the art style and the soundtrack, which I didn't even mention, uh, is just just so, so good. I can't recommend Tiny Crate enough. And I guess while we're kind of teasing that for a future uh, PP Potpourri pick for the book club, I guess I'll give a quick shout out here as well to probably the coolest game I've played in a long time uh, as far as just, you know, it's oozing with style and charm. And it was originally made for the GB Jam, the Game Boy Jam uh, 9, I think. Um, and it's called Necroco. And this is, again, you play as a crow and it's, uh, you know, a play on Necromancer and you're kind of, it's very inspired by Caro Blaster, or at least I have to think that it is. It's like a run and gun, uh, side scrolling platformer that, uh, I, I played the post jam version. So I think they've added or at least polished some things up, but there's like three legitimately pretty lengthy stages that have branching paths that, that you don't even necessarily have to go like they're like full blown like okay you're either going this way or that way um and i found that like you know there's tons of little secrets hidden around the gameplay is just airtight you start out with a triple jump or like you get three flaps with your uh feathers and then uh you after you beat each level you gain another flap and then that kind of it, you know, increases your ability to access certain areas. And then you can even go back. Like once you beat the game, uh, the three stages that there are, you can go back and there's like a hub world that now that you have all five flaps, you can kind of access and re-enter the stages and go back and collect things that you might've missed. There's a bunch of pallets to flip through. I don't know if they're all the pallets like from the super game boy, uh, but they definitely are very reminiscent of those if not. And I don't want to spoil too much because this game is currently like this, as this episode is coming out, this game Game's currently active in our uh, book club, so folks are playing it right now alongside us here. So I don't want to spoil too much, but I, I just don't want to. I don't want it to come across too lightly that I'm throwing out the Caro Blaster uh, as like a, a frame of reference because I'm. I, I think this game, not only other than the fact that it's like a jam game and and fits and plays on the Game Boy, um, I think this game kind of stands right alongside Caro Blaster. Other than again, it's not as there's not as much meat on the bones, but man like the the charm the music and it's it's very much like a caro blaster meets kirby essentially and i just can't get enough of this game um and i i fully intend to go back and play it again and go back and seek out the secrets and that's something that you don't typically get like you might get a really like arcadey replayable jam game but you don't typically find like a full-blown like game boy adventure and like i you know some of those early kirby games like the very first kirby's dreamland like i would say this game is maybe a bigger and longer game than that so i guess you know i'm i say like oh it's a jam game but at the same time some of those early game boy titles were really bite-sized and this one uh definitely feels like it's like about on par with that i i really had a great time and fully intend to go back and play more of this one uh and yeah hopefully uh we'll get some more folks joining us uh in the book club here if it's if this game sounds like something that interests you we try to pick five uh games every week that kind of spread a nice 
you know, cover a nice bit of ground and it's not intended for everyone to play every game. It's just like, hey, play the ones that interest you when you have the time. And we've got channels in the discord to chat about them and even stream them if you feel like it uh, and whatnot, which we do from time to time as well, although I haven't done that in quite some time. But yeah, we'll uh, hopefully be getting to that sooner than later. Uh, but yeah, I really can't recommend uh, Necro Co. And when I say Co, it's like Necro Company, like CO dot or period or whatever. But yeah, I really can't recommend this one enough. Um, and yeah, I guess uh, I can pretty much leave the rambling there and uh, get on to the uh, chit chat with John and I. So yeah, thanks for tuning in and we'll uh, catch you next week. So that there was a, uh, I haven't bought a synthesizer module in a minute, which is, yeah, I feel like you haven't mentioned that in a while, which is great because they're fucking expensive. And that was the, (laughs) that was kind of the nice thing in getting obsessed with Warhammer was like, Oh, Warhammer is so cheap and compared to synthesizers. Yeah, that's true. It's It's weird how you can justify, but you can just like your brain can just justify anything by just moving numbers around in yes. your brain and going, oh, it only costs as much as that. Right. That's like nothing. Exactly. Or I don't even think about it when I buy that. That's <laughs> like an essential, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm so bad about justifying it's, purchases that I don't need. Yeah. But, um... Though this pandemic has been great for me not spending money. But anyways, yeah. not to keep interrupting what you're going to say. No worries, man. Um, but there is this one manufacturer uh, that, like, it does a lot of uh kind of like on the grungier side of stuff but like still pretty like uh entry level or like cheap not re- relatively cheap comparatively um yeah. and so they had this one that is two voices um like in one so instead of buying multiple it's like two in one and like you can sync it together so it kind of like like in uh if you have it like them tuned differently and playing different things if you hit the sync button they kind of like pull each other towards each other so then it like does some really cool detuning stuff and like like sounded al- cool like almost like phasing sort of but like but tune but fucking with the tuning and stuff kind of but like it's it works so differently it like yeah. it's i don't i have no idea how it works which is one of the reasons why i love it yeah. um but like they made an announcement like a little bit back that they're like, Hey, we're phasing out like this version one of this design and we're going to like make a new ECB of this and like redo it. And I'm like, cool, I'll wait till they come out with a new one and then I'll, I'll get that or like whenever, like I don't need to buy this one because they're building a better version of it. Right. Um, and then like they like, I think a week, yeah, it was a week ago. They're like, they did a poll. They're like, Hey, in the second version, we're thinking of like, either like replacing this one output with this like one input like uh what do you guys think about that and i'm like oh i definitely don't want that and i voted on it and everyone else wanted that (laughs) so i'm like cool i need to buy this one because it's going to be gone forever (laughs) like (laughs) like yeah it went from like waiting for the new one to being like oh shit i need that old one i need this one now before it's gone forever so i need that fucking proco rat from the 80s man (laughs) (laughs) it's so weird though because it is like it's just like no but it's not the same circuits man i know you know or it's just it's just not the same like i i still like 
I uh I was kind of bummed when I bought that. It was like right after I bought that T Rex uh, yeah, delay that I yeah, think yeah, I yeah. still have. And I think I can't remember if Steve bought the same one right after, if he or if he was just looking at it. But it was like either way, right after they came out with a tap tempo version of it, mm-hmm. and otherwise it was all analog, and it still is, other than this like tap tempo edition. And I was like, man, I wish I had that. But then I was like, you know what? I really I only ever use delay kind of like atmospheric reverb anyway right. like i'm never playing like the Tappy edge stuff. riffs you know yeah. like so i was like you know as much as like i do it would be nice to have just because it is kind of fun to mess around but i was like i really never use it like that so and it ended up to be honest i do think the old one sounded a little cleaner like when i like when i played the new one i remember thinking like i do wish i had that feature but it doesn't sound as good yeah so 100 percent, man you never know Cutting corners, man. Oh, I'm super glad that I did not only play case two, but like, like finish case two because yeah, I, I was starting to like, I was starting to sour on the game a little bit, like at the beginning of case two, but like, okay, yeah, I completely turned around. Spoilers, but okay, bringing um, it back around. It looks cool. The couple of, or the at least the one clip, which I think was just kind of like a cutscene that you posted, but I was like, oh, this looks like well done. Like it's, it's really well made. It's that's the intro. So like that never happens. That's not how like it's it's all like still image. It's like a vi- it's a visual novel. Like kind yeah, of setup, yeah. So like well, same kind of production, but not as it's not an anime cutscenes. Mm-hmm. The whole game. But I was like, oh, man, this is slick, though. Like, the music's good. The- that, that, that song is so good. And, like, uh, yeah, it's catchy it's as fuck. And, like, that's a, they reuse that theme throughout the game. So that's nice. DJ's favorite. DJ's yeah. favorite reutilizing the themes. I love when games do that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. On on that like, topic, they, uh, Deltarune Chapter 2 is just rolled into Chapter 1 now in the same file. You don't have to read download it so i saw that yeah i everyone keeps pestering me to play it like i was in the i just joined the Froggrammer discord which yeah. i didn't know he had his own which is i'd love like because he just posts like random oh here's a prototype idea oh here's another prototype idea he's working on this game right now that's right i think he's just calling it one button frog game where like it's just a frog that hops i think i might have retweeted some that's clips perfect. but it's just like side-scrolling platformer and you just hop and how far and high you jump is based on how long you hold the button down nice and otherwise you can't like turn left or right or anything like you have to jump until you hit a wall and to turn around and stuff so it's like a puzzle platformer nice Uh, but he's like posting all these like crazy like lighting effects he's working on and i'm like holy shit dude this guy is like a fucking whiz man (laughs) like it is like beyond it he's like oh here's a small little prototype oh here's this here's it like all day long man it's crazy. And it did. It actually made me kind of realize because, you know, how I say, like, how does like Terry Cavanaugh decide like, oh, hey, I'm going to put this game out for free and I'm going to like and it made me more realize kind of like. Like when Dev Dwarf just like is releasing most of his games for free, like I'm sure he has the intention of getting to like a point of like releasing a retail or commercial game or whatever you want to call a, a game that you charge for. Mm-hmm. Um but like it kind of made me think of like when we're at a show or something, you know, and we're like somebody's like, hey, I, oh, I don't have any money or oh, I have like two bucks. And we're just like, like, I'd rather have someone listen to our music. Yes. And take it home with them than not. So like at the end of the day, like if somebody doesn't have any money and they even have a passing interest in listening to our music or yeah. wearing our T-shirt just take around it, like. uh, out and about i'm like yeah just go have it we got like 300 of these exactly so especially in a digital format if you're just like man i want to like 
put stuff out there and connect with people and you know because obviously these guys collaborate with all sorts of different people and i'm sure they just find one another by saying hey i like your game hey mm-hmm. i like your music hey i like you know and then next thing you know they're making stuff together so absolutely <clears throat> like i forgot that uh his or i keep i just feel weird calling him just his but he right. was red his what does um, his stand for is it i i think nothing Zandan okay. said nothing like she asked and was just like yeah nothing um, nothing in particular, at least, because I, like, I, I, I immediately said, thought like, that's, that's what, that's what I, I immediately thought was like, it must be human as something. Um, there, there you go. Human, human is something. something. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was playing, uh, or shoot, what was I going to say about him now? Human is red. Human is red. Oh yeah. I forgot. He's working on few DVD with, uh, yeah. Dev Dwarf, the new one. So I'm Which like, shit, man, I forgot the team such that a Dev fucking Dwarf good, has on that good game. name. Like, unbelievable yeah. name. Like, I also didn't even realize that it's just his name scrambled up. I, I didn't until, like, you said, like, DJ pointed it out. Yeah, DJ just, like, immediately was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> just Dev Dwarf scrambled up. I'm like, come on, man. You just, DJ just has that brain. His stuff, or it just clicks, stuff just clicks for him. Yeah, puzzle solving. Dude, I was getting so frustrated playing Kingdom with DJ. Yeah. Not like, I mean, not like as a person, but just like, I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? You're building out too far, man. Like I, I immediately, when he left, I was like, start my own campaign. I need a solo campaign here. I, I got to play my way. I told, I think I mentioned when we talked about on the podcast, uh, multiplayer for Stardew Valley, like I'm just so anal retentive mm-hmm. about organizing things my way. I can't be cooperative. <laughs> yeah. Which there sucks. There were just so many times. There were so many times where DJ would be like, no, there's enough time to do this. And like Kingdom, you really have to like work on the day night cycle. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's enough time. Let's go attack this portal. I'm like, dude, we were built way too far out because like I was like, I've really I kept telling him, I was like, I really think the key to this game is building out slowly but surely. And like so then that way, if you fuck up, you got reinforcements like not too far behind you know right i was like you we can't like leave this huge gap from like our our next closest wall like i was like because then everybody just dies they can't like run to safety yeah and like he's just like no there's enough time i'm like dude the sun is setting man <laughs> so it was so it's it, in a fun way it was like frustrating but it was re- it's been fun to like play more my style solo oh and yeah. just kind of like chip away like put on a podcast and like really like it's it's very much like a you're th- you're kind of thinking a lot but it's very much like a mindless game at this point like other than learning the new like uh uh bloodstain mechanics which are very cool nice it's very like they have all the characters from curse of the moon i think i mentioned that i talked a little bit about it on the save it for the cast this week um but yeah it's cool you get to play as like all the um Zengetsu and what's the Miriam and all those characters. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, Mediatonic did Fall Guys. What else have they done? I'm looking. They did Murder by Numbers? Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, and they're not just like a publisher? It said dev. Nice. Yeah. That's crazy. Is that it? Is that I, it? I thought Fall Guys was their first game, so I, I had no idea. That is so weird. Oh, no, okay. No, 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 no. Okay, they've done iOS games before. But it's still crazy, though, how these games can just, like, come out of nowhere. Like, I don't. I just don't really get it. Like, I don't know what... It's a, ma- well, what. 
it's like, is it just the money behind like the advert? Like, is it just like, oh, this indie game got released by Devolver, so it's just got way more. It's like backing behind it. It's that, and it's like a bunch. Of, like I've to use because we always go back to music analogies. Like, yeah, it's like a band that breaks up, and then half of the members like reform a new band. And yeah. it's like, how are they so good? Why are they like, why is their first album so polished? It's because they've been working together for decades, but like, right. And like, like finally getting it out of their system almost. Like, right. Yeah. Oh, finally we get to make our fucking record that we've been waiting to make, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It's like, you got that, all that just pent up like energy and excitement. And then eventually it's like, oh, we got to make the sequel to this now or whatever. We got to make our follow up. Yeah, they were a web developer, a web video game developer since 2005. Hey, that's what, uh, what's it called? Uh, Motion Twin did, too, for Dead Cells. Interesting. They were apparently like a big mobile dev in France. And, okay, uh, so they did do Bejeweled 2. Whoa. So, Medi- Mediatonic? Yeah. Whoa. And a bunch I guess they of, didn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, what? Wait, what? Sonic at the Olympic Games? But for web? What? Okay, I don't understand. And then Dr. Kawashima's brain exercise. Oh, maybe maybe they developed, like, the online web, like, aspect of the Sonic and the Olympics games, maybe? Maybe. But it just says platform, because then, like, then it starts going... Holy shit, they started doing Facebook games. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, Farmville and stuff. Like, I would always get those invites. PSP. Saul still plays Clash of Clans, I think. Nice. Like, he pays a lot of money for that game, I think. Like, he's not whale status, but they they make money on Saul. Yeah. I think, I can't remember what he said. I I can't remember, I want to say, but this feels insane to, it, it feels like it can't be right. But I want to say he told me he spends a thousand dollars a month on that game. I it in my brain I want to say the realistic person is like it can't be more than a hundred. But I know it was like a number where I was shocked. And he was like, "Yeah, I have a budget for it." And I was like, "You budget for this game, Saul?" But he plays it like all the time. He's like, "I'm one of like the highest ranked players. <laughs> like he's really high up there." But I'm like, "But all that means is that you just play the game a lot and spend a lot of money on." It. Yeah. <laughs> but. Hey, it brings him joy and de- it's probably just a de-stressor more than anything. But oh, that was kind of the thing, like when I started making or like doing some art with like Lauren, because Lauren started doing or making more art again. And mm-hmm. like we were both kind of like I was painting like Warhammer stuff and she was like doing that. I was like, oh, yeah, this is like not necessarily for anything other than just like making us feel happy in the moment. And I'm like, that's honestly all you need to do. Like, yeah. It's it doesn't matter. Like we're alive for a short amount of time. Who cares what you spend your money on? What you do with your time? Make yourself happy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm really trying to get over. Like, I'm really trying to apply that aspect towards, uh, which I think I've gotten pretty good at, just due to like all my health struggles struggles over the last like couple years. Yeah. Um, but just like not giving a shit about what anybody thinks in any particular, and not that I 
put a lot of weight on it ever, but I would still like kind of be like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to do this or. That is a hundred percent like why I, I think I've seen like a bunch of other people say it. So this isn't a new observation, but like, that's really what like your thirties are is like just stopping, yeah. like caring less and less about what other people think of you. And like that, like does maybe like, oh, you're not as cool as like, but also like, I don't fucking care what it's like. What cool is cool? What is cool matter at yeah. this point? You Who know, gives yeah, a once shit? you hit us. Once you hit a certain threshold and you're like, these are my friends, this mm-hmm. is my family. Like, yeah, you might make new friends and family, but like, I, I only want to make new friends with like people that I am totally, yeah, like unguarded and just totally myself with. Absolutely. Like, yeah. So, yeah, it's that is definitely a big perk of getting older. Yup. One of the few. I know. Oh, God. Yeah, there's. <laughs> Maybe it's like, like not having the energy. Maybe it is a result of not having the energy <laughs> to like care. Just, yeah. Like I can't, I like physically can't care anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like double took today when they like gave me my uh, wristband at, for the nerve block. Mm-hmm. And like it said 34 and like I had to like initial for like my birthday and like name are correct. And I was like 34. That doesn't look right. And I was like, fuck, I am. I am. So I think I, I'm not sure what the age cutoff was, but like one of my sister's friends who was older than her, uh, like when got pregnant at like the same time. And but like she, because she was, I think, 40, like uh, her like it was technically lit labeled in the medical community as a geriatric pregnancy. Jesus Christ. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, Just because it's like late. Yeah, late in but like pregnancy terms, yeah. But it was like, good lord, the, the, that'll make you feel old real quick. Is when the medical community diagnoses you as geriatric. Well, never look into being obese, man. I mm. I went to the doctor one time and was labeled medically obese. I was like, what? and I didn't. I I was like pretty much where I am now. I I probably weighed. I weighed about like the most I ever weighed was like one ninety seven, and I was like right on the cusp. Of being obese. I was a little younger, so I was probably a little shorter. But that yes, whatever my BMI came out to, it was like, yeah, you're like pretty damn close to medically obese. But like I, I had like a gut and like my face was a little more filled out, but you so, would never look at me and go like you no, wouldn't even call me husky there, at the time. Like, was not, yeah, you, may, you would maybe have called me husky at the time. Yeah. But like that that would be as far as you would go, and that would be stretching it. I didn't know Voice of the Cards was also Yoko Taro. Is that the Project Triangle person? No, Yoko Taro is Near Automata and Drakengard. Oh, oh, that just got me way more pumped. It looked yeah. really good, man. Like the, Goddamn. I wasn't super into the aesthetic, but I kind of was. Like I, I don't know how to explain it, but like I really liked the like. This is just a piece moving across a like board of cards. Like a chess piece, right, like it basically me, just looked like a rook. Let me look at this real quick. Um, but then I do, I do like some of the art, like of the characters and stuff, like when they show the card art, but mm-hmm. like the actual like presentation of the game as a whole. I was kind of like, I don't know, because I know this is going to be like a fifty, sixty dollar game, probably. Ooh, yeah, no, I like this. I but like it looks like lot. really fun to play, and the mechanics look really cool. No, I like this a lot. God. Damn, I like that a lot. Fuck. Yeah, I got it got me pretty pumped on video games again watching this Nintendo Direct. I haven't been I mean, I'm always pumped on video games, but like I've been pretty anti like triple A 
oh, even yeah. Nintendo lately. Like, you know, after Mario Golf and getting burned, like, I'm really hoping WarioWare pans out. I haven't even played it yet, but oh, right. other than the I demo, was going to say, because, like, you got that. Like, I was expecting you to, like, bust that open as soon as it came. It was, but I just, like, I haven't, I have really haven't played anything since I picked it up. Like, I just played a little bit of some of those Game Boy games yesterday. Gotcha. Um, but I was playing some other stuff for get, gearing up to, like, start recording some videos again. I finally got back in the groove and did some for, um, I, I'm glad uh, this person reached out to me because they joined our Discord a while ago and they, I don't think they ever really say anything in there, but they just joined and then, like, sent me a DM and, like, sent me a copy of their game Beat Souls, which is, like, a game that's like a rhythm game that plays very much like Everhood, but gotcha. is strictly just like a rhythm game. But then you have the and it, like they sent me a key and they it was missing one of the digits and I totally forgot to like let them know that it didn't work. Gotcha. And uh and then they reached out again like, hey, I was just following up. I know you said you were super busy with your brother's wedding and stuff, but just was following. I was like, oh, I'm so glad you reached out. I t- I forgot to mention that it d- the key didn't work. Um, and so I went and played it after that and I kind of thought I like, I was like, Oh, I'll check this out. I like rhythm games. It'll be fun. But I ended up really liking it cause it has like that mechanic. And then you have these two like orbs that are on either side of your character, mm-hmm. um, that like, which I guess they, they move around on their own. If you, do you want to, to describe this on the podcast? I, I wasn't planning on talking about okay. it. So. Well, then, no. <laughs> then never mind. Then keep going. But yeah, it's like, uh, um, Maybe for a save it for the cast or something. But uh, but yeah, it's got these two like orbs on the side that are either yellow or you can flip the polarity to like blue. Mm-hmm. And then they're again, they're, they're start on either side of you. But then if you press the right shoulder button and there's five like columns, which I think is the same as Everhood. Yeah. But five columns of like Guitar Hero beat things. And you're doing the same thing, moving left and right and jumping. But then when you push the shoulder button, it like moves. So if you're standing in the middle you have the two like beat collector things on the side of you on either side of you. Yeah. And then if you press the right trigger, they move to the two columns that are to the right of you. And then if you press the left trigger, they move to the two columns that are to the left of you. I'm trying to remember what happens when you're not in the middle. Cause I don't, they don't like screen wrap, but they still like kind of push to the side. I'm Maybe it just pushes into, and they just crunch into one beat collector instead of two. Like it pushes against the wall and they just stack on each other. I'm trying to remember how that mechanic works. But anyways, you're like, you know, you're just moving around and dodging between the walls, jumping over things. Can you center them to be on either side of you again by pressing both or? Just by letting go. Like you have to hold that down to let it go. So it's it's very like responsive and it's like, unlike some of the games that you and I at least complain about, like Mm -hmm. BitTrip Runner and stuff, like everything in this game is like to the beat. Like once I got in the zone of like staring at those beat collectors and like, don't worry about like you'll get in the groove of jumping over stuff and moving side to side. Like just stare at the beat. Don't look. At, don't even look at your character. Mm-hmm. Look at the beat collector notes that you need to collect. And I was like getting in the zone. It's like nice. very like Dreamcast era vibe aesthetics. Like kind of like uh, what's that? What is that game that you that puzzle game? Cross sneak. That's cross sneak. Yeah, I was gonna say Picross. <laughs> but yeah, cross sneak. Like it has like that kind of era aesthetic and. Very cool. I was I was super into it. But nice. yeah, I started playing some other games. I was going to talk about some like expressive platformers that I've been playing. Nice. Briefly today. Yeah, what do you want to talk And maybe give tonight? a little shout out. What's that? What do you want to talk tonight? Yeah, I was going to well, what I I was going to maybe talk Dungeon Death Ball cuz I'm sick of waiting for DJ, mm-hmm. although uh I can wait for him still if we if we got enough stuff and then yeah, the, otherwise I was going to just give like a shout out cuz I haven't played a ton of any of these games, but like the opening of this game Glyph 
Gardener and the Wild Vines and Webbed are all like these just like super expressive controlling platformers um, that I've really been enjoying and like can't wait to play more. But what did you have? Because I know you had. I mean, I, I still got Murder by Numbers, and then you had a ton of other stuff from before. I know that's what I was looking at. Because God, I've well, we talked Fusion, Pokemon Snap, and Umarangi Generation. But I yeah. still haven't even. I don't know if I necessarily need to talk about Pokemon Unite. Like, it's it's a MOBA. Like, I'm I'm not a huge into multiplayer games. Like, that's I'm fine not adding to the discussion. I don't have anything important. If I, it, like, if like Nintendo stuff comes up, it can like just get thrown in there somehow. Yeah. But if if it somehow randomly comes up, yeah, it's not even my favorite free to play Pokemon game on the Switch. Like, <laughs> I've played so many others. That, okay. Like, <laughs> Dang. Yeah. There's a Picross one for that matter. I know. Oh, or that that was on 3ds. Yeah, that was so good. That was such a great one. Um, but yeah, I haven't talked Monster Hunter Rise since forever. Um, in a while, yeah. I hadn't played multiplayer the last time we talked. Ooh. Like. like so I'm I'm so far into, like in, into that. Yeah, it's been a, it's been like a good couple months. I feel. Yeah. Then there's I haven't talked Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one and two. I haven't talked Genshin Impact. And then yeah, muttered by numbers. Those would be mine. I can still save Dungeon Death Ball for a potential DJ. I just don't know yeah. when he's gonna pop up. I, I I would I would save that. I'm I'm trying to think of like which ones I would actually like. I feel like Genshin would benefit from having more of a discussion with more people yeah um, like around the even if it's just around the free-to-play mechanics and the, yeah ju- yeah so whereas like uh monster hunter rise i've talked enough with other people and that i could do it on my own same with uh tony ox per skater one and two we've talked about that a ton but like that and uh uh, Although we haven't gotten much of your thoughts on Tony Hawk, like we've like it, we always when it comes up, we all always talk Tony Hawk, but yeah. like we've never. I don't think we've talked about it since you have dumped like eighty plus hours into it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the last time we talked about Tony Hawk was either when we were talking about comfort games or when Randall was yeah. played the demo. Yeah. So yeah, I'd be and I'm, I'd be down. and it might be good to hear like the Switch because Randall was talking about it on Xbox. So like, yeah, hear about it the HD version on Switch. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I'd be down for Tony Iceberg Skater One and Two and uh, which one calls it? Uh, Murder Moida. by Numbers. Moida. Moida. I it's like my I listen to a bunch of true pod uh, true crime podcasts in the background just while I'm like doing whatever. Mm-hmm. And like my favorite thing is like they you know they over like act every line. Yeah or over like emphasize every read and like but they didn't know that he was getting away with and like i always like chime in and go moida <laughs> and it just every time it makes me laugh i just i don't know why but i i, I literally i sometimes can't even say it as i start laughing yeah. before like i really like sometimes oh man there's so many it wouldn't it wouldn't play well as like it wouldn't be funny. Like yeah. I wouldn't be able to produce something and make it funny to other people. Yes. But if I could just like edit in like little sound, like right after somebody says something, like put a little song transition in or like mm-hmm. something. There's so many times I'm like, oh, that would be so fucking funny, but probably to no one but me. Right. Oh my but, god. Yeah. No. There's some great moments where I'm just like, oh my god, this is so cringe, dude. The other Ugh. the other day, I took one of the edibles that you gave me. Yeah. And I was playing Tony Hawk because, like, I have been, like, honestly, 
playing the bosses in Genshin while, while high were incredible. That was one of the best times I've had in a long time playing a video Heck game. Heck yeah. Um, Heck yeah. But also, I played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, and I was not expecting that to be like something that like just like incapacitated me with laughter (laughs) but um there is a for the like every character has like a couple specials that you can then map like to any character Um, okay but one of them that is for a uh a secret character though i think it's automatically unlocked if you buy uh, the deluxe version of the game or whatever which is yeah. just a skeleton is called the puppet master and is it, it like the old like neversoft skeleton no it's a completely different one which is because like i sort of remember that from like the opening like cutscenes, like that eyeball and like right. that it used to be an eyeball but it's not yeah it's yeah okay it's just a skeleton um yeah but like the puppet master is just like the, the like he does a board flip and then like looks like he's like just dangling as a skeleton like it looks really good with the skeleton but i had mapped it to like a regular character like Alyssa steamer or jamie thomas and yeah. like i did it while i was high and it just like watching their body like they're like body model just like flailing around. like whatever the rig wherever like the rigged like joint parts yes are at. And yeah just, <laughs> and like i just kept doing it over and over again because it would just make me laugh the entire time that's amazing it's crazy how like literally you just saying Alyssa steamer takes me back to yes. tony Hawk. like i'm just like fuck i gotta i gotta get that game oh like I, I don't know if i'll mention it, it when i bring it up but like i like uh because i think it's uh, who's the super Rune, Rodney Mullen. Rodney, Rodney Mullen was always my Rodney Mullen, Rune Glyphberg, and uh, who's the other Bob Burnquist. Bob Burnquist and there was one mine. other guy I played at Chad Muska. Yep. Those are my four guys I played as mostly. And then Alyssa Steamer once in a while. Mm-hmm. I don't She wasn't in the first game. Yes, she was. She, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah. They, um, they added, they took out, Oh God, I'm not going to, I don't need to. This is useless information, not important. Anyway, um, what was I gonna say? They took out. No, I mean the Bob Burnquist wasn't in two, um, and didn't come back to like four. I think really either that or Thug, like because he signed. He's so the, memorable to me. He was like my. He signed like with the X guy. Games to be like exclusive to like whatever game they were making, and then the their ESPN X Games. Their games are terrible. I had some of those. They had good music in them, but. So, terrible games uh the thing was the the super cool thing is that uh the all uh, for a lot of the skaters like because they when you a hundred percent or like get every stat point for every for the character that you have to collect as like a collectible yeah. in level if you collect every single stat point then you unlock their like real life skate video and oh, like cool. uh for a lot of them like there's like new ones or like and like or they'll like play like their old footage and then they'll have like a little cut and like it's in like standard definition and yeah it's like clearly this was camcorder footage yeah and then like it goes to like full-on like widescreen like hd and you're like god this is so cool like for me like i'm marking out like this is awesome i love this but like rodney mullins was like i i lucked i watch it i'm like ah this is just the 
this is this the THPS two footage, and I'm like, he's too old to put new. He footage. can't do any new stuff. He can't do any crazy. Did I've been watching some like, and I shouldn't say watching, but I've been seeing like just on Twitter like some random like younger kids that are oh. doing that like street skating yeah. Rodney Mullen style stuff where it's I was like this one uh I forget the kid's name uh but he was just doing the craziest like he was riding on two boards at one point in yep. time and like spin like one on each foot and like riding him like roller skates I'm like dude what the fuck this kid is crazy it, it's crazy it's like he so made good. Rodney Mullen look like an amateur like, it, like it's just like it's crazy so how good. much how it's crazy how it evolves though like it's yeah. like when Rodney Mullen was doing his stuff and not that I'm not trying to take anything away from the stuff he was doing, but like it does make it look like, Oh, Rodney Mullen stuff looks like kind of the simple basics of what this kid is doing. It's right. like, it's crazy how much it just keeps, you know, you, you're like Tony Hawk did a 900. Oh my God. And now it's just like, who cares? Yeah. Like not who cares, but kind of who cares, you know, dude, I, I like, I teared up when I saw like him land. I, I don't even know if it was a 900 or maybe it was a 720 recently. Like because it was like, a 900. It was because he like, but, but there's like lands it and like slides on his knees immediately or because there was that one. And then there was another one that happened after that one where it's like, he just like knows the limitations of his body. And he's like, this is as much as I can do. And he's like, when he lands it, he's like, this is the last time I'm landing this trick. And I'm like, this sucks. He I said, don't. He said that. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, because he starts crying after. Because like, oh shit. Because he's like, yeah, I I can't do this anymore. And I'm like, this sucks. I hate this. I don't. Yeah, like- he did that. He did that 900, and I like oh, he yeah. lands he, like, it. And as soon as he lands board. it, yeah, he slides on his knees and he just slams his helmet. You can tell he's like, fuck. Yeah. Fucking finally, so like I'm done. Like he probably tried it a shit ton oh. of times. But. Oh, and also, I can't imagine how much that takes out of you, like going for it and not getting it and like yeah. wiping out and having to like go from all that momentum and like trying to nail it to like, oh, I missed. Now I got to start from like literally grinding to a halt, yep. maybe getting hurt, like and just try it again. Like, fuck that. You know who else is in uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater? Who else? Riley Hawk. His son? His son, who is 28. What? Yes. Oh, shit. I thought you were going to say he's like 18. Nope, dude. Wow. Like, Does he skate? I've never heard of him. Yeah. Which also, yeah, I, I, uh, Tony Hawk is 53. He seems like a cool dude, too. Like, I, Oh, yeah. Anytime I see him like interviewed, I'm like, man, he just actually seems pretty just cool and regular. Yeah. And, you know, like he seems like if you met him, you'd be like, Hey, I met Tony Hawk. He's like um, really nice. You know? Anthony Frank Hawk. What a normal ass name. Frank. <laughs> That's awesome. I listened to an uh, episode of uh, the Smartless podcast. Have you ever listened to that? Um, it's Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and uh, Sean Hayes. Nice. Um, and they just interview like they one person will bring on a guest and the other two don't know who it is until they like kind of just like reveal it, you know, right at the beginning of the episode. And then they just... It's like not even an interview, really. They just kind of hang out. Yeah. Um. But it's it was cool. Like Tony Hawk was like, oh man, this guy seems like really cool. Like especially when he's just, I mean, he's obviously doing a PR thing, right? But at the same time, he's like, kind of just shooting the shit with people he doesn't really know. Yeah. Like it. Like sometimes they get people that they definitely are like, oh, this is clearly like I'm bringing my one friend on, and you guys don't know them. But like, they sometimes get like, yeah, like an athlete or something where it's like, oh, our you know our producer hooked us up with this person and you're like yeah we've never talked to 
them nice. really before, but it was yeah. cool. It was like, man, Tony Hawk seems very cool. And like even even him talking about like how much like the video game did for like bringing skaters like and like made skating like normal. more normal and yeah. stuff like or just like, oh, yeah, it's like a regular kid thing to do, not like a punk kid thing to do or rebellious thing. Mm hmm. Totally. I got to play, speaking of, I was just looking at this uh, Game Pass post that my friend uh, Raina just made. Yeah. For Space Warlord Oregon Trading Simulator. Okay. <laughs> which looks amazing. Um, but it just reminded me that Sable's on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. I got to go ham, dude. Game. I, ha- I hooked up my Xbox the other day, but like Flynn, Son of Crimson is on Game Pass. And then I found out that that's not even a Metroidvania. Like I thought it was, and like it's apparently like they it started as one in development, and then they were like, you know what, let's just make this more level based and focused. And nice. somebody was like, hey, this isn't a Metroidvania, and I was like, not a complaint for me. That's <laughs> even more reason <laughs> that's for me a to plus. play this. Yeah, because I really liked the demo. It was like it was sweet. Like nice. the controls and stuff were really really cool. So yeah, and there's just they added all sorts of new stuff on Game Pass. It's out of control, and Yakuza for that matter. Ooh. I should. Yeah. I should. Just you should, especially because that's shot. that's at Which least one? worth you talking. I, all of them are on Game Pass, to Play the best zero. of my knowledge. May, th- maybe not the newest one, but I'm pretty sure, mm. like all of the like the remakes, the re-releases, the because I, I thought I remember when they added it, it was like dig into the Yakuza series, and they kind of like hyped it up as like they're all here. Let me. Is Yakuza Zero is is that the remake or is that the one that's like a prequel that's to kind of set everything up? That's the prequel and I fucking love it. Is that the one with all the cutscenes that you and Lauren watched? Oh, you can yeah, uh, you can play the entire eight mainline Yakuza series. I do do I have the patience for it? Knowing me, I don't know. Like that's the thing is that like watching when we watched it. It is so serious and so, like, really compelling and really good as a drama. And then I was, the reason why we started it was because I watched, I was watching a Let's Play of it. And the Let's Play, like, as I was watching the cutscenes, I was just, like, so, like, enraptured by them. And then, like, I was like, okay, I I just need to watch this with Lauren because I know she'd love it. And we did. And then after we watched it, I went back to finish the Let's Play. The game is the goofiest thing in the fucking It's crazy. I, I played a little bit of, I forget which one, but I downloaded, like when they first added them, I downloaded one of them. They're, and like just played a little bit of it and is like, man, this is, you can kind of, it's just crazy. It's it like, is it's unbe- very. They, it is unbelievable that it is the same, that the game that the story is in is the game that you play. Yeah, I didn't see much of the cutscenes, but it felt like, and obviously you can do all sorts of goofy shit in GTA, but it felt like GTA, and I haven't played GTA since GTA 3, really, but like, yeah. it felt like GTA, but like with like, almost like a parody of it, like Honestly, to it, like it gameplay really wise, is. it's like it feel like, a, yeah, when you go in and like, oh, there's a dancing karaoke mini game, or like, uh, yeah. it does feel a little bit like, or Maybe not parody, but it's having fun with it. Like it's just yes. not taking itself seriously at all. And but then when you're talking out. about the cutscenes, it's like 
nothing but seriousness. Yeah. And like Kiryu as a character is just like the most curious, open-minded person in existence. Is like that who you play as? Yes. So, like, everything is just like, huh, I never thought of how difficult it must be to be a punk rock singer. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just him, like, musing on, like, Pondering. the people around, helping everyone out, doing little side quests, and being like, wow, this is a different type of life that I never had considered before. <laughs> like, yeah, I never thought about my non-gang life. <laughs> yes, it's it is <laughs> unbelievable that, like... Oh, he is so willing to die for his convictions. And then at the same time, like, play just as, like, devote as much time into being the best slot car racer. (laughs) It definitely seems like it would be a fun game to, like, just chill and, like, stream or something. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I'm going to play this and, like, not be super serious about it, but also, like, hang out while I play or something. And, like, I think because... uh, so we watched Zero, which is one of the newest games, and yeah. like it's an incredible story. And then we got to Kiwami One, and we we're in Kiwami Two. That's the one I played. I played Kiwami. It was the one I checked out. Yeah, and like there, it's kind of I think the same issues with like the Star Wars prequels, where like they had already written so much that they like when they remade one, they're like. We got to find a way to like connect all these things that we've made and like it. We didn't have the stuff like we we weren't able to back when we yeah did like, it. like when this came out on PS two three three okay yeah. I was like were they PS two games no no it was an early PS three game and like yeah they're like the story's not as good and doesn't make nearly as much sense and I think they changed stuff in Kiwami to like fix it. But because, yeah, that that's like a remake, right, of the first game. Yeah, and, yeah. But they still kind of had to hit all the same story beats that happened in it. So yeah. when we when we like went from Yakuza Zero to Kiwami One, we're like, woof, this is not the same quality of storytelling that they had. <laughs> but it was still. Oh, I see. I see what you mean, though. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah, they with, couldn't remake with Zero. Everything. Yeah, it's a prequel, but like they're able to like kind of just use everything that they've already built upon and like just stitch little references in or stitch little nods and even if even if you don't know the reference you can usually tell when a reference is being made you know like i shouldn't say usually but a lot of times yeah but um, it's also kind of weird i think having us watched the prequel first because like that's our introduction to all these characters as opposed to like oh you're getting to see this character filling in the pieces oh that's why he's this way yeah yeah yeah. and so like instead of like yeah you're just like oh okay yeah he did that okay i understand this yeah no i get (laughs) yeah Yeah, i follow so i I don't necessarily know if that's the best one to start with but like i still fucking loved it it was yeah like you might miss some of like the things that would that are meant to feel like surprises, even like though they're happening irony before the that, fact. Like, builds on the fact that you know what happens. Like. Right, right. Yeah, it's fun. It is funny though, because yeah, you can usually feel that like that kind of moment is happening, but you don't know what the reference is or whatever. But you're like, they're definitely this means something more than what is happening, like more than what is on the surface. Yeah, uh, this the fucking like not. I'm gonna try to keep it as vague as possible to avoid spoilers, but like. So many characters in that are in Yakuza Zero are dead by the end of Yakuza One, and so we're just like, "What the fuck? Who is even in this game anymore?" 